I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Good afternoon to you and yours. This is the bottom line. 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire filling in for Choice Woodman, who is on his way to Midland, Odessa for the Friendship Basketball Game tonight with Midland High and the Friendship Girls and Boys doubleheader. That uh, kicks off at tips off. Tip, 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 tips off at 6 o'clock. Over on Double T 97.3. Tonight, Cooper girls uh, taking on Abilene Wiley at 6. Followed by the boys. That's also on the road here on 100.7 The Score. And Liberty is taking the short trip to Slayton. And after the Abilene Wiley and Midland High trips, I can guarantee that the Slayton trip is the short one for the three groups. For Liberty and that uh, girls about 6.15 or so is when we're guessing kind of when they've been starting followed by the boys at 7:30 over on 93.1 Texas FM sitting alongside Chris Sneed. Hey yo Sneeder. What's up? How you doing, man? How you how's your day? Is it a good Friday for you? Pretty good. Um I I have uh officially been released to resume officiating activities. Hey. Yeah. That's going to come in handy later on a small scale. <laughs> So I'm, well, I'm, no, there's not any SEC to, football games for a while. I get to officiate, <laughs> officiate Tuesday. So I'm, I'm. Uh, and what what sports are we officiating on Tuesday? Basketball Jones. Oh, nice. How's Clint Scott sliding slides and pushing buttons behind the glass for us? Uh, still not cleared to officiate on the small or big school, uh, big scale, but uh, mm. doing pretty good. Can't complain. Would you want to officiate a game? No. See, I don't either. No, I've done the, well, I've done the smallest of small scale, as just a Pop Warner ref before. Um, I've done little whatever travel basketball fifth and sixth grade mm, refing before. Okay, and then have done uh, like rec league refing for basketball and flag football, and so that's all I've done. That's my taste. I'm okay. I'm all right. You're a better man than me. I I I don't do that stuff. Directly level. No. Pop Warner. I I have I've done. I did a. Favor. You gotta be in school. I for did you. a favor for Big O. Um, <clears throat> probably about five years ago. He said, "Hey, I I need you to go over and work some LCAA over at YWCA," and I did that. And and that was he knew I wouldn't do anything else other than that. I'm I'm not gonna go sit there and do the AAU. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll put them all out of this. I just put them all out. It's like, it's like, I like there's a there's an old official that said, everybody from here to here, y'all got to go. <laughs> I've been at a game where that happened. Uh, it was a friendship softball. Uh, second time I've told this story today. Mm-hmm. It was a friendship softball game, uh, taking on uh, Odessa Permian, mm-hmm. and there was a a brouhaha mm-hmm. at the plate. And then a brouhaha in the stands. And the umpire went basically third base 
all the way to first base and ejected everybody out of the stadium. Well, we don't we don't necessarily do that anymore. We now get the game administrator and let him be the one that does that. It's a weird experience when that happens because the first response you have is, okay, do I have to go? Yeah. Because I'm calling the game. And and he went everybody. Like, he didn't go, you know, you, 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 you. It was from here to here, everybody. Y'all got to go. (laughs) You ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, it's happened. Uh, But I'm I'm, I'm not looking to do that anymore. I I mean, kind of gentle schneed, man. How did the baseball meeting go the other day? Good. Good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm actually excited, and you know, if you still want to do it, you still can come. Um, we had 53 guys there the first night, 64 guys last night. So, do you have a target number other than all you can get? More than 64. More than 64. So we did. Spaces we, are available. We had 81 guys in the chapter last year, and that was enough. Not enough. That was not enough. Not enough. When I my first go around in the chapter, we were operating at around 120. So you're way not enough. Way not enough. Way not enough for baseball. When when I left, we were doing four-man baseball crews on the regular for 5A and 4A. And now there's 5A games getting done with two-man crews and it's that's that's a lot of work. That's a that's hard to do. I mean, and hard to get crew, right. A two-man crew is designed when and on its best day will get 80% coverage of a field. On its best day. If you have two great Mobile, young, knowledgeable officials will get about 80% of the field. Well, I'm not mobile, young, or knowledgeable, so I couldn't help you. Yeah. And not in this case. And you and, and you throw a couple of, you know, broken down Snead up there at, <laughs> at, at first base, you know, so bum knee, you take about you take about 10% of that field away. So you now do 70%. Then he's not knowledgeable, so you're down to sixty percent. Yeah. So, uh, where can people contact? Where do they need to head for? Uh, just you know, if you want, if you if somebody Pre-plug. still wants to get, uh, just uh, reach out to reach out to the station here. You can text on the on the text line, the chat line. You can do that, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll put you in touch with the people you need to do. Call call uh, the biking in there. You can do that. Oh, he's even given like that the hang ten thing. He's ready to go. And if you if you are afraid of putting your number on the chat line, we won't publish it. It'll be just so we can see it. Oh, hang on. Uh, you can actually do, we've done something to help people out. Ooh. If you want to call the Visual Edge IT hotline mm-hmm. and you have the mobile app. Th- I, we haven't talked about this yet. Really? This you, new? You pull up the this app. breaking news, folks. Yeah, this is, well, I don't know this breaking, but it's 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 new. When you pull up the app. And uh, you go to the uh, the settings, I believe is where it's at. There's a call the station option. And when you call, when you click the call the station, Mr. Sneed, you yeah. have called the station. As my phone now doesn't want to be a phone. Mm-hmm. And you hit the call the station button. What's that number that it pulls up ready for you to call? 806-771-0973. Which is the number for uh, the Visual Edge IT hotline. Yeah. So you can now call us from the app. How about that? Stop calling him. I think we just made uh, Clint cry a little bit because people are going to try that out now. Yeah. And it works for both apps. So uh, du- the Double T and the uh, 100.7, the score app. How about uh, that? Clint just died. How about that? <laughs> Chat line works really well, too. <laughs> it does. It does. But if, somebody's, if you're trying to call for a contest. No, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's people, they, they don't know if they want to do it. You know, if, it's a good way to stay around the game. 
It's a good way to make a few extra bucks. And hey, officials got a raise this year. Ooh, yeah, more money for officials. How about that? Uh, I mean, for, it doesn't make not going to be any better. <laughs> hey, more money's better. More money always better for the people getting it. Uh, yeah. This off the Ace Center chat line from Bullfighter. Bum knee horse name. Yeah, you know, bum knee is just bum. That's just what that is. Uh, we will get into some Texas Tech basketball. I do yeah. have a new game for Mr. Sneed to uh, to break into here. I love a game. And this is Ask the Official and Ask the Fan. Mm. So you have two hats. You have your official hat and you have your fan hat because I know you are a fan of sports. I am. So I've got four questions for you to answer as both the official and as the fan. Sweet. Could they be the same answer? They could absolutely be the same answer. That's possible. Could they be... Completely opposite answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So that's coming up as, lo- as well as Kaylee's Dailies. But we're going to hit you with headlines on the way and Texas Tech basketball taking on Kansas State at the USA tomorrow here on 100.7 The Score. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Keep you entertained on your lunch hour. It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire in for Choice Woodman, who is on his way to Midland, Odessa. Specifically, Midland. Slow Detha. Slow Detha? Slow Detha. Not a fan of Odessa? No, not really. I despise that drive. Let me tell you that. The drive is not fun. Anything where you go west, and when you get anything, you go west and you get beyond Seminole, the suck factor of that drive just just gets exponentially worse. I, I still think the worst drive that I experience is driving up 84 at night when it's completely dark because you feel like you can see the city of Lubbock when you get off of I-20. The worst drive in America. But every time you get to the lights, the lights have moved. Yeah. The, the worst drive in America, and I don't think it's even close, is the 70-mile stretch between Hobbs and Carlsbad. Where it's just flat. It's it's not just flat. It's It's got, you know, there's the, is the what is it, the potash, 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 whatever that crap mm-hmm. is out there. The whip site is out there. All these things that, that they don't want to put near anybody, they yeah. put out there. Well, you know. And, I mean... The the lakes. It's the it's the, the playas, definition of Zimby. The playas have this weird red tent foam to them. And I'm just like, who who lives out here? <laughs> Nobody. And yeah. And it's what a terrible place to even exist. That's how I feel about the drive from Panhandle, Texas to Liberal, Kansas. You're literally going through the panhandle mm-hmm. of Oklahoma. And you don't go through a single town Mm-mm. for forever. And it, by the time you get out of the car, when you eventually stop, because I was stopped at Liberal for gas, and past that isn't much better, but it's a little bit better. There's this line, red line across my head. If I see myself in the mirror, I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's for me bashing my head against the steering wheel for two hours. It's the concussion I just gave myself while driving the car to keep awake. Mm. This off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, how about uh, Hobbs to Carlsbad is garbage, but the drive from Carlsbad to El Paso is straight up hot dog water. 
you, you know, at least you get to pass through Guadalupe Peak and that and the pass. And there's there's some. I actually think one of the most beautiful views in the state of Texas is uh, there's when you wind through uh, Guadalupe Pass and the and the, and the Guadalupe Mountains National Park. There's a spot where you look off and you get to see some rolling undulation hills. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I think it's one of the most beautiful views, scenic views in the state of Texas. And if you catch it at a sunset, Ooh, I bet oh my gosh, it is beautiful. However, the rest the rest of that is hammered garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, hot dog water is a great way to say that. Um, it is, yeah, it is awful. Panhand, uh, Panhandle Raider says uh, Clayton to Springer is horrible. Mm. Like I said, generally, any time, anything that you get past Seminole, either direction, either on sixty-two or 80, 82, um, it's yeah, it is. It's a Fleming bag of poo, and it's you know the Fleming bag of poo is the is the highlight of the trip. Uh, what about Lubbock to Amarillo off the Eighth Center chat line? That's not that bad, actually. There's some, there's actually some really cool things to see on that trip. It's also short. It's not. Yeah, my Can car I... knows the way. <laughs> I mean, it's really it's not bad. I just you just put your car on cruise control and then just make sure you make the turn in in uh, Hale Center and the other yes. turn in Abernathy. Yeah, you got And hit. you're good. Otherwise, you're in big trouble in Hale Center. Yeah. If you don't make that turn, uh, Harps to Carlbad. No, where I said that one. Uh, you're right on the the view though uh, through the the G pass is yeah. is pretty, but the rest is ugly. oh it is yeah it is yeah it's I don't uh, I'm broken down out there I broke out I broke Ooh. down 69 miles from El Paso oh boy yeah and that's my, a no fun place I mean when I say broke down I mean uh, cracked the engine block mm-hmm. the engine yeah blunt, it's called oil changes my man uh no we <laughs> so we uh. We did something. Were and, we trying and, to make a land speed record? No, we didn't. It, we, there was something that happened in, in a gash. There was a gash in the oil pan, and all the oil leaked out of it. And that, that is what will happen. The uh, um, the the oil light came on literally thirty seconds before the engine. The engine blew. went blue. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I said, "Hey, yeah, my oil lights just came on. I'm going to pull over." And as I was pulling over, it went. <laughs> I was like, "That's probably not a good sound, guys." <laughs> And it, it gives you all the sounds of a very angry engine. Because it, I mean, as a, as the oil light came on, the engine started going. I was yeah. Like, oh. uh, so yeah, get your thoughts on worst drives that you've had, either involving the state of Texas or just outside the state of Texas. Uh, real quick, friendship basketball doubleheader tonight against Midland High over on Double T ninety seven three. Girls at six, boys at seven thirty. Cooper at Abilene Wiley at six. For the girls, 7.30 for the boys here on 100.7 The Score. Liberty at Slayton, my guess is around 6.15 over on 93.1 Texas FM, followed by the boys team. Again, Slayton, all three teams, excuse me, all three schools with all six teams on the road for those contests. Tech basketball versus Kansas State at the USA tomorrow. Uh, Tip-off is at 3. You can hear the game over on Double T 97.3. Lady Raider basketball at Oklahoma tomorrow looking to split their uh, Sooner State swing. 1.30 1.30 pregame, 2 o'clock tip-off from uh, Norman. And we also have NFL action all weekend long here on 100.7 The Score. Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Rams, Lions, Cowboys, 2.30 over on Double T 97.3 versus the Packers. So your very quick sports update for the remainder of the weekend. Oh, wow. We were supposed to have a sports update there. We were, and I just did one. That's what I just, I blew through everything there. Uh, Tech, how are you feeling about this men's basketball team right now? 
compared to where you thought you'd be feeling about this men's bas- basketball team? I, I think we've confirmed that this team has some pieces. I think there's. Uh, I think we've also confirmed that this is a is a is a seven and a half to eight man rotation, um, which can work. Which can which can work and has worked. I think we've we've settled on the fact that we're not going to go any anywhere further than than Lamar Lamar Washington on this roster, um, and I think uh, barring injury, if this team could stay healthy. This team could be a. I'm not ready to say deep run team. I'm thinking that second game. I'm I'm thinking get into the tournament and maybe win a game. There you go. Um, that wouldn't be a bad year. No, it wouldn't be a bad year. Now it wouldn't be. Are a we great getting year. our cart way before our horse? A million times. Yeah, yes. because Oklahoma State was a is a is a bottom third of this conference team. Texas. The more I see of Texas, the less I and I I, I want to be happy with that win. I'm excited though, at the time with the win in Austin, but then they go right out the next week and they play a Cincinnati team that really isn't that good, and they barely get out of Cincinnati with a win. And you know Cincinnati's uh, their signature win is going into to uh, Marriott uh, the Marriott Center in uh, Provo. And getting the win over BYU, who we have now found to be zero and two, and maybe they're not very good. So we don't really know. I mean, we're we're starting to figure out. You know, everyone rolls into conference play, with the exception of West Virginia, at eleven and two, twelve and twelve and one, undefeated. Sure. And some teams are finding out, like Houston, hey, this this Power Five stuff's really hard. And some teams are finding out. Yeah, we just we just beat up on a bunch of tomato cans for for three months or two months, and now we're finding out that uh, this Power Five thing is pretty hard. BYU, uh, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, but Cincinnati, you know, they go out and they beat a BYU and they feel good about themselves. Um, and for all, Cincinnati, they should. Of, they should, but then hey, they're Texas is going in there and they're playing, you know, right there with, with them, Kansas. All of a sudden, what do we think about Kansas? I think that Kansas loses a game every year that we scratch their head at. Yeah, and they they just did everything they could do to keep UCF in that game. When you rewatch that game, it's like they really, they really just allowed UCF to hang around, and and then at the end of the game, all of a sudden, hey, it's a you're, you got a minute to go, and it's three point game, and you're on the wrong side of it. And that's a fair statement, right, Clint? Like, oh, there's yeah. one game a year that you're just like, what? Kansas Why? is still throwing passes to the sideline instead of a teammate right now. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's like, but but to to the the same point though, like with Houston for me, I saw a lot of people hammering Houston for the loss at Iowa State. I'm not. And really, I, I I'm looked at it, and that's not what you're doing. But but I like I saw other people doing that, and I was looking at it going. Who hasn't gone gone to Ames and lost in rock fights? It was, yeah. it was yeah. more of a welcome to the Big Twelve. That's a welcome to yeah. the Big Twelve but, deal. But not congratulations, like, you're Houston now part sucks. of the club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the Big Twelve, and you know, you, you like I said before, you don't get to play Navy next. You're not going to play. You're not going to no. play. Uh, the Tulsa's not coming up on the schedule. I mean, this is some big boy football. Houston, Houston goes to TCU on oh, Saturday. Good luck with that. Very by interesting the way, game. But Houston's way. also still. Very good basketball team. I don't think anybody's besperching Houston at this point. Oh, no, 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 not at all. But, no, like, when not. you just look at what TCU did with Oklahoma, yeah. that game is gets an extra circle for me for this mm-hmm. weekend's lineups in the Big 12. 
Coming up, we're going to give Chris Need two hats. One of them is black and white striped, and one of them has a double T on it. Ooh. And we will ask questions for him. It's on the way. 100.7 the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 the score. I desperately need a water bottle right now. I don't have the hair. I don't have the muscles, but I can do the water bottle. It's time to play the game, Mr. Sneed. And that is ask the ref and ask the fan. I've got some simple questions that I feel like deserve some answers from both perspectives from one Christopher Sneed. I'm curious how this is going to go, so let's go. So which one would you rather answer first as the official or as the fan? I will Uh, let you decide. Let me answer as an official first. As an official first. What rule most is the most needing a change, either wording or elimination in sports? Blocking below the waist. Is this a elimination, a word change? How would you change it? Blocking below the waist in, in all levels of uh, football uh, it should be eliminated from, um, from uh, the rule book except for at the time of the snap by offensive linemen. So only offensive linemen at the snap may block low. May block and low. On their Anybody initial, else. On their initial charge, no one else may block low. That would make it the, more of the federation rule. But NCAA and Texas high school football, you can still block low depending on where you line up. And it's just a, it's a very it's a difficult rule to officiate. And does it really help? Oh, yeah. Like it, it, the it, way it is called now as for just that. Like if you eliminate the offense, uh, the line blocking below the waist, uh, it, it would it would it's a safety rule. Sure. Yeah, I mean all those. But so, is it like there's safety rules and like this should be the, this makes it safer and then there's this actually makes it safer. Is that in that category where if you were to eliminate it and reword it, it actually it would make, be actually it make actually it makes it safer if you would take it out except for those because I mean there's there's legal clipping. In football, because you can you can it, you can block below the waist, you know, from the side or even in the back, mm-hmm. if if that guy turns on you, and it's it's just hate it. So, as a fan, what rule desperately needs a rewrite? Pass interference. How do you how do you write inconsistency in that though? Like that's the only reason I didn't put that on my list. The, well, I, I could I could probably change that as a, as an official too. The pass interference that uh, that uh, we did is that the, the an understanding that the defense has as much right to the ball as the uh, as the offense does. Just clarity on that. But uh, the fact that a defender actually can get his hands on um, on a on a receiver and turn him, and as long as he doesn't. Uh, restrict him from movement and there's if there's mutual hand fighting i just hate the fact that i see mutual hand fighting and the defense gets away with with uh pass interference it's such a subjective call so as a fan i want to see the pass interference call uh tweak to where the defender can't can't defend or ha- can't hurt him at all 
because he can right now legally. Switching gears, mm-hmm. putting back on the official hat, mm-hmm. Mr. Sneed. Mm. What's the foul that gets called too often? The foul that gets called too often, holding. Why is that? Because there you can call it every play. That doesn't uh, mean it is there every play. Uh, holding, I, I think there's holding and there's restriction, but there's there's those levels of holding and a restriction. Because um, you know you can call holding on every play, but you can't call a restriction on every play. That's the that's that's the official answer right there. Sure, yeah, that's why yeah, we want yeah. the official hat. Yeah, this uh, is a two part question. Okay, as a fan. What penalty gets called too often? Holding. Same answer. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. The, the, the same answer, perfectly acceptable in these, because sometimes yeah. the officials are right. They're allowed to be right. Most of the time. Well, I think the 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 from the fan standpoint, why isn't it consistent? You know, you, you see this guy, he's got his hands all like this. He's got them all locked up. Um, and But the ball's going the other way. Yeah, the ball's going the other way. Or, you know, these guys got a handful of jersey pulling a guy back from behind and it's not getting called. But the ball's going over here. So there's also the Jakeen Grant running down the field, getting held and getting called for pass interference. What what third of the field <laughs> is the ball being thrown to? His he was being thrown the ball. Okay. He was being pulled back and got called for offensive pass interference. If nothing else, mm-hmm. it should have been uh both ways. Yeah. But tech lost yards on that play. Yeah. Okay. What foul is not called enough as an official? Holding. <laughs> okay, that both you can't do that one both ways. You can. <laughs> it can be called too often um, and called too much. I, I would probably say <laughs> what what foul? Are we talking? Are we just any sport. Any, any sport. sport doesn't have to be football because you officiate more than just football. What foul? What? See, okay. So here's the deal. Then, if you want to do it like this, as a as a fan, what foul? What doesn't get called enough? Um, what what doesn't get called enough, and this is going to be it's just so bad. Um, from a standpoint of an official, the high strike doesn't get called enough. That's a really good answer. That's not the answer I went with. Yeah, the high strike doesn't get. But called that's a enough. really good. But answer. as a fan, um, what doesn't get called enough? Um, the the high strike on my pitcher. <laughs> well, sure. That's, that's always a factor in all of these um, for my team against my team, a hundred percent. Where I'm, where my head immediately went with this mm-hmm. is traveling. Yeah, um, and it's, it's. I would, I would say, I would say to that degrees. In, I wasn't thinking in basketball, but yeah, you're, you're right. The uh, and everyone travels, and you know, these these kids these days. You know, I'm gonna put my officiating hat. These kids these days, they watch, they watch James Harden, they watch uh, Steph Curry, they watch all these. And the double step back. The double step back. Hey guys, it's travel. That's travel. <laughs> By the way, uh, you can't you can't pick up your pivot foot and do that. And it's just because they let them do it in the NBA doesn't mean that they, you can do it in high school. And we've gotten to a point where it's getting harder to call that because they watch it happen every night on Sports Center. And the Euro step. It is legal. If you do it right. If you do it right. Yeah. Otherwise, it is, it's a travel. It, it doesn't mean you could, you could just go, 
uh, uh, uh. And I was like, hey, when you do that, uh, that last one, that's, that's, that's travel. <laughs> um, carrying isn't called enough off the, off the Yates Learning Center chat line. The, the problem with carrying, carrying the ball, show me the advantage you gained. Control. If you weren't carrying it, you wouldn't have that control. It's it's a it's a rule because someone said it's a rule, and it's been a rule in the rule book because James Naismith said it was a rule, or someone whoever wrote the rule said it was a rule, and that's the reason why. I have yet to this day understood the advantage gained with the carry on a dribble. I would say if you can now here's the if. If you are a good enough ball handler to take advantage of it, you can freeze a defender half a second longer. And I'm not saying you see this sort of carry. I think this is more like, when do we yell this? When people are bringing the ball up and they're just kind of haphazardly dribbling. And, and they're, they're by anything. themselves. But and there's not a, they're not a person within 10 when feet. When Clint and I are closer to than their defender is. I yeah. think that there can be an advantage, but you don't see it in that situation as a, much. A, a good ball handler would never do that in that situation because yeah. that ball, one ball is more likely to get knocked out of their hands by doing that because they've, they've made that an easier ball to take out of their hands. And now That's this is me. a variety question. Oh boy. It's a three level question because you officiate on all three levels. Which what levels, foul? What, what levels are those? High school, college, oh. and pros. Okay. <laughs> Those would be the three levels. Yeah. Foul you would like to see called most in high school, college, and in pros. The foul? The foul you would like to see called the most. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the one you see called the most. My apologies. The one you see see called the most. It's probably traveling. Or holding. Or pass interference. Or pass interference. But you know, I mean, it's it's you know, from a fan standpoint, I think I think holding's called too much. If I'm a, if I'm a fan, I think holding's called too much. I don't think pass interference is called enough. If I'm a fan. Ask the ref. Ask the fan. That is our ref and fan, Chris Need. On the way next, it's Kaylee's Dailies on the bottom line. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. One more on a Friday with Chris Need here on the Bottom Line. On 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff in for choice. Need is here, so is Clint Scott. Slide and slides, pushing buttons for us, taking care of us as he does every single day on the program. Uh, this off the Yates Learning Center chat line, going back to our rules generic question, I think traveling calls are too inconsistent. Sometimes the ref misses, sometimes it's called, but several times kids can have a good quick jab step or move, keep their pivot foot, and get called for traveling because it was too quick for the ref. Mm, See a lot no, of... I'm going to disagree with him because you say your kid... I'm just reading what it says. Here. I understand. I understand. I'm going to disagree with them because those kids, if, if if the kid is a college kid, I want to agree. A high school kid, I'm disagreeing a thousand times out of a thousand. Because kids in high school are just watching 
what they see on TV, and they're not good enough to do it. And they're going to get it. And I, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it with the, with the text. We don't want. We don't want to yell. We're want, not yelling. I'm not yelling yeah. with anybody. I'm a, We're just disagreeing. I mean, I've, you know, I've only done basketball for. This is my seventh season of basketball, and I think in my in all in those years, I think I've probably seen a a singular kid. Good what, was to, his name Jarrett Culver? Uh, maybe. Is there no two <laughs> uh, of them? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm 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 saying that I've seen a singular kid around here good enough to do that and be the rest of the kids are just not. Uh, they're 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 not. And they they these Euro steps that they're doing, these these step back threes, these all these things that they see on TV, they don't realize and you know, just because they don't get called in the NBA for it, you know, you notice they don't do a whole lot of that in college. You know why? So call it. I'm sorry. I, I mean, no, I, no, you're fine. I didn't mean. I don't. I didn't mean to 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 uh, berate. Well, I, I sounded like I was berating the texture there. No, no I that's not what that. you're trying just, to do. I wasn't trying to. I'm just trying to to to. Never mind. I shouldn't. You are describing the game of basketball the way it is called on several levels. And one level is not called the same way as it is the rest of the time, and that's fair. Yeah, I I get it. I get where the, I get where the texture's coming from. I just, I mean, I'm, you know, it's, it's not a you you disagree with me, so you're wrong kind of a deal. It's just, I think you know, yeah. this is the thing. Yeah, Kaylee's David. Yeah. You also don't know why you're doing that. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Clint. You there? All right. Hefe. See? Uh, Kaylee says this. The best thing about nature is that it can often be misleading. Something that appears beautiful could actually be deadly. Yes. Case in point. Every ex-girlfriend I've had. Wow. The lionfish. Lionfish are tropical fish species that were introduced into uh, from the Indo-Pacific regions and are considered invasive species along the Atlantic coast. Mean suckers. Yes, they are. Lionfish get their name from their mane of fins that uh, envelop their head and sides. Uh, also, although beautiful, lionfish are highly venomous species, producing one of the most painful stings in the ocean. Ouch. I wonder if you have to do like the jellyfish thing and yet to go. Uh... Uh, let's not find out. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just not find out. All right. They possess spines along their pectoral and dorsal fins that produce both neurotoxins and neurotransmitters, which they use for protection. Due to this venom, lionfish have almost no predators. Some bad men. Bad men right there. This has caused them to become extremely invasive known having for taking over entire reefs. Uh-huh. Lionfish have been known to eat nearly 50 different species of fish, meaning their population grows rapidly while others shrink. But fear not. If they can put it in their mouth, they will eat it with a lionfish. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm 14. Uh, uh, fear not. Lionfish is becoming a new seafood delicacy in the Caribbean. Because they have so many. With chefs serving them up with great popularity. 
saw something on this uh, on Discovery, I think, where they're also trying to train the reef sharks to go after them. Because if they're injured, the sharks will eat the lionfish. Because they get the blood in the water and they go out and they're like, oh, cool, let's go after this. But if they're not injured, they don't notice them. So what divers have been doing is they've been capturing the large lionfish and like, I don't want to say force feeding the sharks, but really forcing the issue with the shark to try to tamp down these numbers so that they become a natural predator for the lionfish, trying to, to clean things up. Because they're, they're uh, invasive, mean, and nasty, and killing reefs. Like, killing reefs. Mm. There's also, I don't know what it is, what the number is, but there's a bounty in the state of Florida for them. Like, mm-hmm. hey, catch a bunch, this bring like it, and we will pay you. Too? Huh? <laughs> well, yeah. What if you use a lionfish to catch a Burmese python? And in that area, they have snakeheads, too, which are invasive. So just combine yeah. all three. You can make some money just by going to find these things. Maybe everywhere. we make some side money on a rock, paper, scissors style lionfish, Burmese, python, snakehead competition. Mm. I don't think I want to be anywhere near those three species at the same time, but uh, I will support you in your endeavors. Let's don't they have a crocodile problem too? In Florida? Yeah. Shark natives. <laughs> I mean, maybe. They might be making another shark nato. Mm. I would watch. Why? Okay. The first one was funny in a stupid kind of way. Yeah. Everything after that was was just like really. The there is a special place in my heart. No. There. This is me. Okay. Yes. Okay. There is a special place in my heart for a bad B movie that don't get made anymore. Because there was a bad B movie. It was called the B, B movie. Right. It's. The that style of sci-fi where it's made for TV, where they're stupid from the word go, that cost next to no money whatsoever to make, that you get stars that are eighteen times has beens in these movies. Ian Ziering, but Tara Reid. They're the movies though that Mystery Science Theater three thousand used to spoof. Yeah, I mean, but that and was great. That whole line of movies disappeared when streaming services started because you'd go make you the the amount of money you've got to make at the box office movie with advertising and everything else has eliminated those completely so it's a it's a form of art and it's bad and they're dumb and i don't walk into it expecting to see anything other than bad and dumb but sometimes bad and dumb gets you through a bad day Mm, okay that's fair. Sometimes the just bad not for me. I watch is just dumb that you need. I watched Sharknado and I was I thought this was deliciously dumb. And it's it was, deliciously dumb. And but when they came out with Sharknado two, I was just like, what? Even what? dumber. Jeff, when you were doing that description, were you talking about Sharknado or our shows? Because uh, I kind of little column A, little column B. Oh, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all across yeah. the board there. Yeah. It, it's the. The, the cheesy, stupid movie that doesn't get made anymore because it's not going to make $10 million because it's got to make eight with the advertising Police budget. Academy. Yeah. Police Academy, Academy 1 was funny. Police Academy 2 was dumb. And everything that, that was came worse. after... Was, was like, 
Okay. <laughs> but still, there's a place for those movies to be made. There's a Saturday afternoon when a kid is sitting sick at home while his friends are out playing whatever they're playing, if they're doing that kind of thing anymore, that he's just sitting in his dad's recliner because it's the only time you get to sit in it and you get to watch a dumb, stupid movie on TV. There's a place for that, and we've, we're missing that. And that's what's wrong with America. We're missing dumb movies. But good dumb movies. Like, dumb for the sake of dumb, now I'm out. That was Sharknado. No, <laughs> that was that, Sharknado. That was not dumb. No, was the, the entirety of Sharknado was dumb. <laughs> I mean, because it was supposed I mean, to be dumb. So you're telling me there's going to be a tornado and sharks are going to appear from yes. the sky? That's stupid. It's not dumb. Yes. There's no way it can happen. So, you can dispel your disbelief. So why would we do Listen, this again? Because it's fun. It, and no, we're allowed to just have fun. fun. It doesn't need to tell a story. No, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be even serious. tell a story. It There's no plot line. No. There's Ian Ziering Let's see how in a, stupid we getting can be. caught in a, in a, busting his way out of a shark with a chainsaw. Yes. This is dumb. Yes. And I am here for it. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, it was Stephen writes in real quick. Jeffrey, I lasted 10 minutes with Cocaine Bear and Megan. Yeah, that's yeah. Cocaine Bear. That was awful. But Megan wasn't supposed to be dumb, right? No, but it it was it was bad. Megalodon was bad. It could have been so much better. Have a great weekend, people. You too, I will, Mr. I will, uh, I will see you on Monday. I yes, suppose. sir. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs wants to know if the blue chicken is an invasive species in Kansas. Definitely everywhere yeah. else. That's an original, baby. <laughs> Native. It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. That music can mean one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Fastest Game Show, Sweeping the Nation on radio. Take versus take. Josh has the cues. Clint and I are your combatants. Clint, are you ready? Yes. I am ready. Josh, the tee box is yours. Are you a golfer? No. I was curious. I, uh, the very first time I went golfing, I broke my grandfather's club. And uh, that was not oh intentional. And uh, I mean, he wasn't upset about it, but he was like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, Josh gets the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, folks. I'm sure you've seen this meme somewhere before. But uh, the Olympics, for a frame of reference, there should be just like an average person, just an average every person doing the event so you realize how fast, how strong, how athletic these people actually are. Okay. Uh, uh, which event do you think you would do best in if you were this everyman? Okay, so... This is going to sound ridiculous when I say it. Diving? Okay. Oh, you were a swimmer. I was a swimmer. I never did diving. Okay. Uh, I, our coach wouldn't let us double dip like that. <laughs> Pool joke. Yeah. Um, if you were on <laughs> the swim good. team, if you were on the swim team, you were on the swim team. If you're on the dive team, you're on the dive team. Okay. It was always fun on a springboard or whatever I got to jump off of into the water. But full well knowing that I would absolutely suck at it. Okay. <laughs> it would be the one I would have the most fun doing. Okay. So diving. I am very overconfident in my lawn game style skills. I think knowing 
like if I was going to compete in it, I could be a legitimately good curler. I have convinced myself because you don't have to be in shape to do it. You <laughs> no. don't. No, the, the, my favorite, the American team that won it, there was just four dads having a blast on, with a magical story. Uh, I felt like I could have been on that team. And maybe that's just how special it was. They made you feel that way. But I legitimately think I could compete in curling. It's like a bowling national championship. Yeah. And that's the only one I'm giving myself any sort of shot in <laughs> because I'm also not willing to get in the shape needed. You don't got to be in, like, you don't have to be in shape to curl, you just have to be good at it. Should this have been something that we thought we could actually compete in or be the good representative of? I I honestly just wanted to see what would be fun, what I I could mentally picture would be funniest for oh, okay. either of you to be in. Sure. <laughs> I will tell you this right now. We are doing a cannonball off of the high dive. That is going to happen in the Olympics. Good. I like both of these answers. I 100% think that Clint would fit in, oh, in, the, in the curling so I'm going to give Clint the point on that one. I think that's a, that was a good answer, and I fully see you in and amongst these uh, dads that are the curling team. <laughs> I've been going after the curling look for like five years now, and I think I've reached peak like curling. You're getting that's close. The, that's the whole aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, it's that Minnesota look, that that northern area Minnesota look. <laughs> Question number two. Fantastic. Gentlemen, what movie or show needs or deserves a remake i know you're gonna go along with if you really enjoy it they'll just butcher the remake no i want to know what you think deserves or needs a remake or reboot i don't care uh, clint you go first hmm. it could be a show or a movie yeah I'm trying to think. It is so funny that I already immediately have an answer to this question, and you're you're struggling. Well, and I say that it's it's because so there's you, so there's so much more life that I have experienced than you. I'm have. trying. Well, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to go away from something you already threw out earlier because you weren't answering a question. You just happened to you were you brought up one of my favorite shows of all time, and I think with as many good comedians as we have out right now. The fact that we don't have just a forever running Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a shame. It is. <laughs> and I don't think we have uh, a, you know, a, we, we've got a big draw of movies that we could still be making fun of. I don't think there's just a drought of the uh, Sharknados, things like that, because <laughs> it doesn't always have to be those either. Um, I think that you have a great opportunity to keep a show like that, revitalize it bring it back, and I would be all in. I feel like there's a lot of us that would be all in. And maybe new faces that had never heard of the show hear, like, the premise of it and tune in. Still running, by the way. Looking for the network that it's on now, because I don't think it's on Comedy Central anymore. Uh, but, yeah. That's that's a great answer. I'm going to give uh, Clint some credit for this one. However, my default answer to this, and I know there's a thousand cop shows out there, but there's so very few that did what this show did that there's really only been one comparison to it. And that would be Hill Street Blues. Okay. Because it was week to week. What happened last week still affects what's going on this week. There's doing the it's not one case and they're done. It's a continuing out through the entire year that they went through. It was an on a true ensemble cast. Well yes, 
There were a couple of stars that the show would begin with and end with. But in general, you had across-the-board characters dealing with each other all the way through each and every episode. It was dirty. It was gritty. It wasn't in a pristine universe. It was what police work in Chicago in the 80s was like. Right. At least the way it was being portrayed. NYPD Blue is kind of that same vein of... It's not the, hey, look at us in our nice fancy office while we're doing it. was, no, it was the the cops that were dirty because they were on the street filthy. Right. That their lives is what it was said. I would love to see a, a good redo of Hill Street Blues. Okay. All right. Okay. So two really good answers. I'm going to give the point to Clint because... You never watched Hill Street Blues and don't know how awesome it would be that's not to a, have that in, in modern day. I get that's it. it's not fine. bad. It's but fine. I get it. I would have liked to... I actually... I, w- I was internally debating whether I was going to let you... Tell you this and give you a chance to do so. But I didn't quite describe what you would want to see from the reboot other than just that today. But, well, yeah, because now everything is all pristine and clean, mm-hmm. and it doesn't show you anywhere close to what actual police work is like. Okay. The other answer I was going back and forth was between uh, that and, for some reason, Mac and me. I can't tell you why. Just just Mac and me. Just see if they could do it better. I mean, you can't do it worse. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the fun part of that movie. See, well, see if you could do it better and see if it would... If you could stick, if or if you could like, stick, or sure. if you could even, if, if it could be terrible a second time around, it could. All right, question number three: Can I salvage a sweep? Let's see. All right, this one is a little closer to home. What lesser covered event? And this can be. Uh, I decided to expand this. I was going to do only tech, but let's expand it out to. I was going to do LCU, but then let's just do Lubbock. What lesser covered event? Uh, either tech or Lubbock or whatever, would you like to, would be coolest to get national attention? So, I mean, obviously a lot of hype around uh, football, basketball, uh, baseball when it's around, women's soccer. Uh, what, what would you like to see gain national attention? Like the tech chess team, the, I mean, have at it. And Jeff, you'll start this one. Um, I don't. I'm gonna stay away from sports in this because those get national coverage. Yeah, you can watch those anywhere, anytime. Uh, there's some club sports that could absolutely deserve to get a little more attention than what they get. The meat judging team comes to mind, but I'm gonna go completely off the grid. And this is something that, and I'm kind of including Lubbock County in this as well. Okay, there are some really cool like Mitch museums hmm. in this area. That the Silent Wings Museum, the Slayton Airport Museum, that, and I'm an airplane guy, as, as anybody who knows me talk about video games before has heard. But there's some really cool stuff that you don't think about because no one brings it up, and yeah. then when you see it, you're like, "Wait, that's here? Like that's a that's like down the street from me. I can go see that today." Right. And then you go see it, and you're like, "Holy cow! That's a capsule that they use to test with the Mercury program, sitting." Actually, I think it's a Gemini capsule. Sitting in Slayton. You can go look at it. You can go touch it. It's right there. It's a piece of history that you can physically get near that you don't get that experience everywhere else because they're behind glass. And they don't get the the Buddy Holly Museum. Same kind of – like, there's a bunch of little things like that that don't get the props that they deserve. Mm-hmm. You want I'm, this time? You want it after the – I mean, I can say mine real okay. quick. Um, 
I think that this area's barbecue is incredibly underrated within the state. Because anytime someone says Texas barbecue on a show or anything, they usually go into Austin or Hill Country area. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But it is incredibly underrated, I think, in a national perspective. Yeah. And so I would probably bring to light like a Hub City barbecue cook-off, something oh. like that, because I certainly look forward to it. And I certainly have from local restaurants here in town to just like someone who just knows what they're doing in the area going to their house yeah. have been blown away. So I will take the fat answer and give me the barbecue. Let everyone have the barbecue. Did I salvage the sweep? Where did I get sweep? Well, I'll let you know when we come back. Okay. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Wrapping up take versus take right now here on the Bottom Line. 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, the 100.7 The Score mobile app. We good? Yeah. We got them good. We're yeah, good now. Yeah. Okay. Got our earbuds back in. We're up and running. Josh. Did I salvage a sweep? You did salvage a sweep. <laughs> I didn't get swept. I am a I am a museum guy, so uh, I do enjoy. I went out to this is Greater Lubbock area, but I went to uh, the one of the, the RV museum over in uh, Amarillo. Not Lubbock area, obviously, but yeah, that's uh, way not Lubbock. Yeah, area. it's way not Lubbock. But Slayton's I, at I, least Lubbock County. But I do. But I mean, just what what you mean about museums and stuff like that, like the the kind of you could make a trail of it in junk. I think that's, that's yeah. a, a good good answer. And if you get some time, go to the, the Windmill Museum over here, downtown. That's a really cool place. Been to that one, too. That's good. The 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 recreation of West Texas in the train yards really gives you an idea of why our cities are where they are. Because hmm. they all built up around the train road, yeah. uh, the train tracks. And it was where the water stops needed to be to get up the, the cap rock. And you're like, that makes so much sense now. It's not anything I would have thought about until I saw that little model. And being up on close to personal with some of those windmills is really cool. Okay. Were either of you listening to the morning drive today? No. On my way in, but that's, I mean, it's like 10 minutes. Doesn't so. matter. I got a different question of the day for you guys. All right. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. So, it's along the lines of the question I asked this morning. And the question I asked this morning is, and this is not what we're asking now, but with the big name moves that have happened this week in the coaching carousel with um, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, and uh, Bill Belichick, Belichick, will a Big 12 coach be involved in the carousel directly or because another job opens up that it gets eventually to a Big 12 team? And it was kind of universally decided we don't think so. Maybe some assistant coaches get moved around. That's kind of what the thought process was this morning. So now we're going to shift that the other direction. Between Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, who's got bigger shoes to fill at their respective team? Ooh, that's really good. And why? Why? It's going to be difficult either way, but I think uh, I think Nick Saban kind of going out on his own terms. Like, I mean, they were in the they college were football in the, playoff. They were in the hunt for the national championship. They were in the college football playoff. And Bill Belichick, the last two I don't remember two or three years, 
not been a playoff caliber team. Uh, Sands Brady have not had the same level of success. And it's kind of been a bad look. I think Bill Belichick, even if it's just in our minds uh, or in like the casual fans' minds, uh, the casual NFL watcher, Bill Belichick's stock took a hit when Tom Brady went to the Bucks and won a Super Bowl in year one. That wasn't a good look for the, well, was it Belichick or was it Brady kind of discussion. So I think it's going to be Nick Saban, and it's probably not going to be pretty immediately because Nick Saban did a great job in everything that he did. Uh, one of the things Cliff Kingsbury didn't enjoy doing was the college part that makes it different from the NFL is like the recruiting, the, you know, the shaking hands kind of stuff. And that's the stuff that is instrumental to college coaching and whoever they bring in next is going to have a huge shoes to fill. Whereas Bill Belichick, it's, it's, I think we're kind of already thinking that because the past few years haven't been successful at least by the same measure that you're kind of it, it even if it's as long as it's not worse <laughs> sure okay Clint? for me it's it's easily uh Nick Saban and for one Belichick is going to we're going to have an active comparison because Belichick will be a coach somewhere oh right because yeah, he wants true. to be right and he's going to be somewhere else Somebody's going to give him another shot. And I don't think he's going to, wherever he goes, and it's not with him, I, I think it's more with the options available. I just don't see him all of a sudden turning around a franchise um, that was like, where well, we just needed a coach and we're making a Super Bowl. So you're going to have an, an active comparison where Nick Saban, like Nick Saban is moving to a different office at Alabama. Like he's he's, I'm not saying he's hovering or anything like that, but if things go south for the new coach, what are the fans going to be screaming like, Nick, you're just right there. Just step on the sideline. Come on. <laughs> like you you actively have that comparison still going where you don't with the Patriots. Now, I also agree with um, the other side, too, is the Patriots. You're trying to turn them around. Um, and, and for whatever reason, since they already have their guy announced and it's Mayo and he's like an all-time Patriot, spent his career with the Patriots, assistant coach with the Patriots just bringing up He's the Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, it feels like yeah. you you are already going to embrace him, right? Cuz cuz you're used to him. Well, that's probably not going to be the case all the way um you know if it is DeBoer um at Alabama or whatever happens with with that situation. Um I I I think for me there is way more pressure with Alabama that you look at that they ha have not taken any steps back. Like you are looking at a guy to come in day one and just, I mean, I mean, keep it steady, keep it elite, which is so much easier said than done where you're not asking that for the Patriots. You're asking to rebuild, but I think there's an expectation that, Hey, you know, next year still probably not going to be all that great for new England, but for Alabama, I mean, you also add in the expanded playoff talk, like you got to get in there. Hey, you got to get wins in the playoff. You got to compete in it. So Go forth and conquer, new Alabama coach. You probably have the right answer. And another caveat that I would add to the Alabama job being the bigger shoes to fill is because it's not just Nick Saban's shoes you're filling. It's 
Paul Bear Bryant shoes that you're filling. That Nick Saban is the very first person that we're putting in the conversation of not only filled, maybe surpassed what Paul Paul Bear Bryant did. And I've got to say all three names there because that's the kind of respect you've got for that man when it comes to college football coaching. That Nick Saban makes him almost an afterthought in this type of conversation where you've got Bill Belichick with New England. Before that, you've got Bill Parcells, but he's more of a giant than a Patriot when you think of Bill Parcells. I mean, I don't think of his vast tenure in New England is where his coaching uh, dominance was made. I think of it as when he was the Giants coach and, and winning Super Bowls. This is where I will say, though, that New England has it different and they don't have the advantages that Alabama has. In the NFL, the league is designed for you to be 9-8 and eight or 8-9. and nine. That's what it's designed for. Bad teams face bad teams. Good teams face good teams so that they get knocked off. Bad teams come up. That's why there's a constant cycle of new teams constantly winning on a year-by-year basis. They win for a year, they lose for a year. They win for a year, they lose for a year. Sound familiar in the NFC East? But it's a a balancing act that happens there. The draft is there to keep things going so you can get yourself elevated. Alabama has advantages in recruiting just by being Alabama. They walk in. If you're being recruited by the Crimson Tide, they have your attention. It's not a, oh, I'm being drafted by the New England Patriots. I'm being drafted by the Cleveland Browns. I'm getting a fat check that's already been negotiated that I just have to go sign. Free agents is a little bit different. That's where some of the coach, but that's more general manager than coach anyway that's putting that together. That Alabama can continue to move forward just by the name Alabama. The fan base that is there is still going to be there donating still what they're donating to keep them in that position. Whereas New England, it's a constant battle every single day to try to get back to where they were, which was impossible to do what they did the first time that the Boston fans want to have back. I guess I would I would refute that with our example right now with Ohio State. Because Ohio State, everything you said about recruiting to the brand, the exact same, right? Ryan Day has won way, way more games than he's lost. But the problem is... The games that he's lost has either been to Michigan, Michigan yeah. or in the playoff, and those are enough for them to go, we need to get this guy out of here and have a fan base calling for a coach's head. They do have more rabid fan bases in college than in the pros, 100%. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.